It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Pod. Network. This is the place that has no boundaries. No windows where the light of day might shine through. The only light here is that of a single, solitary candle. And perhaps the illumination of the mind. If you are fascinated by the world of strange, or perhaps like to gather in those dimly lit corners, and converse with those individuals who may not walk to the beat of this world's drum, then step across the threshold that leads to the room under the stairs. everybody thank you for joining our show tonight this is stan wangland your co-host of the internationally infamous <laughs> people under the stairs the people under the stairs and tonight's show let me tell you you're going to be hiding under the stairs on this one you're going to be down on the stairs because there's going to be so much stuff going on you're, you're going to be all over the globe this one because this is actually uh i think the producer will like this one uh when i speak to paul because this has some spooky qualities to it you don't need a spooky voice for this one this one can be very very spooky and uh tonight's show is on doomsday preppers in relationship of when the shit hits the fan they call it you know when the uh when when the world as we know it no longer exists there's a there's a a moniker for that one too but somebody who will always exist in my heart and my spirit is you know who it is it's pj paul james caden the co-host of the people under the stairs the co-founder of the people under the stairs mega corporation (laughs) (laughs) paul are you there or has the apocalypse taken you it's a little apocalyptic over here, man. You know, the uh, the producer came over last week to my house for dinner, and after dinner, he sat on my couch, he put his feet on my coffee table, he lit yeah. up a big cigar, and he looked at me, and he said, Preppers, I want Preppers, or you guys are out. So we got to do this show. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I know Preppers. Hey, this is a this is a good show, uh, you know. To be honest with you, and man, is this the is this the right time to do a show like this? Because between 
I don't know, North Korea sailing missiles all over the place and um, all the secret dealings with uh, Israel and the United States looking to try and start a war with Iran <laughs> and uh, Russia being in the middle of other things and so many other religious and other kinds of events for those people who believe in those things. Not to mention the meteor that just missed us. What was it last, the last couple of weeks, Paul? There was yeah, a, I think it was. Think it was. We got a lot of these kind of things, man. You don't know if it's going to be uh, Jesus knocking on your door saying, come on, come on with me right now. Or uh, <laughs> it's going to be something a lot worse. But, uh, you know, all kidding aside, uh, there is a really deep underground in the world, and particularly in America, that has to do with America's America and doomsday preparation. Preppers. Now, Paul, have you heard about this before? I don't know anything about it as oh, usual. But <laughs> yes, I, I've heard about I've heard about it for uh, quite some time, and, and actually, since doing uh, YouTube and uh, the Spirit Side podcast, I, I've become acquainted, particularly through the YouTube uh, platform, uh, with several people who are actually themselves preppers. So I've gotten an up close uh, and personal look at how they think, what they do, what they think is coming. Very interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I know that uh, with the uh, with the preppers and doomsday and apocalypse stuff, I, I said to Paul, uh, this was actually a, a topic that uh, I suggested that we do. And uh, this is one I think that's going to take us a couple of uh, shows to do because uh, there's a lot of stuff on this. And, uh, you know, Paul does the spirit side stuff and hangs out with people uh, and gets into stuff. I mean, very religious and to prophecy and stuff like that. Um, you, you know, all, all that kind of stuff with, with a lot of people doing this. And this seems to be the first part of the, uh, of the apocalyptic uh, kind of groups and the apocalyptic history that goes back many, many years. Uh, I guess there was a guy called uh, William Miller who predicted that the apocalypse would happen in 1843. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, Paul. But I have. I do know that. He's supposed to be a pretty famous guy. And uh, I'm going to swing this one over to you. But there seem to be several religious uh, uh, prophecies. I mean, um, in, in terms of Judeo-Christian kinds of things. I'm not even going to talk about the Aztecs or the Incas. Or other people like that. I'm sure they have that kind of stuff. But is is it called a blood moon prophecy? Is that what it is? I've I've seen this this term thrown around, and it has to do with an angry God, or the Book of Daniel, um, uh, you know that kind of stuff. The second coming of Christ, uh, you know the apocalypse, uh, all those kinds of things uh, that that are there. And, and uh, can you? Paul, what do you know about this stuff? You know, the Antichrist and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah, the uh, the Judeo-Christian evangelicals, they, they have no uh, no shortage of, of picking dates. I remember probably about three or four years ago, there was the first blood moon and it fell on one of the religious feast days of the Jewish religion. I think it was the Feast of Trumpets or the Feast of Tabernacles. And they were like, oh, this depicts the coming of the Lord. It's coming, you know, September, September through April are really uh, interesting times for these folks because there's a lot of Jewish holidays that, that run through September, October, uh, again, toward, you know, March, April. And these are always the times that if you go on YouTube or the Internet, mm -hmm. you will find droves of people saying that the end is coming mm -hmm. and uh, you know, they're always making preparations. They're always telling people to ready themselves. The antichrist is going to come. The rapture is going to come. Mm -hmm. It had, and I, and I don't, I don't suspect it will, at least not in the time frame that they always pick because they've had a marvelous track record of being absolutely wrong on every count. <laughs> yes. Yes, I've got you. So, but there's so what, but what, but but there's people that believe it. Just, just to to interject real quick, just it was last uh, March or or April or May when I when I switched from the spirit side doing the eleven fifty nine podcast, mm -hmm. and 
all over the internet. It was all over YouTube where everybody was saying this three days of darkness was going to come upon the earth. The electricity would go out. The sun wouldn't shine three days of absolute darkness. And there were going to be these demonic entities roaming through the darkness. Don't open your doors, board your windows, almost like a George Romero day of the dead scenario. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was one of the things with the preppers. They were saying, make sure you have three days worth of candles and bottled water and food. And there were a lot of people that, that were getting, you know, at least a week, a week or two's worth of supplies to put in their homes. Because the idea was, is it three literal days of darkness or could this be, you know, a couple of weeks, a few weeks. So there were a lot of preppers who, who really believed this and took that advice. And and they were, uh, they had all the, the things to board up their windows and their doors and the food and the candles. So they get into some pretty weird stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Now, what does the blood moon have to do? Uh, what is that ball? Is that the, uh, like a, is that when, a, when the moon is like orange or that blood red kind of a thing? And yeah, it's it, supposed to be. It, it go, it goes with many of the, uh, the prophecies in the Bible that say in the last day, the, uh, um, the sun will be turned to sackcloth and the moon will turn blood red. And then, you know, all these other things are supposed to happen. Antichrist mm-hmm. demons coming out of the abyss that look like locusts and a host of other things that could happen. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. And any event that you see where the moon is red or the blood moon, uh, a lot of the religious preppers really look at that and say, Oh man, I've seen people, online who are really into this stuff just happen to see the the moon rise when the moon looks kind of reddish or pinkish sometimes when it's coming up and uh they'll say oh i looked at the moon last night and it was red i this is a bad omen you know we better we better get our supplies we better get our houses in order because you know that that's the blood red moon and you know who knows what will happen so they they take this stuff quite literally and that mm-hmm. that's spooky how about uh, the book in the Bible, uh, you know, for those of you, uh, and we're not, I'm not doing this as a religious show, folks, but you're talking about all the different things that are out there, you know, about an angry God theory. Uh, there was a big deal in 2016 with many people about Donald Trump being the Antichrist in the election with, um, with Hillary Clinton. Uh, but what about Daniel uh, 9 uh, in the Bible? Paul, are you familiar with that? You know, because the book of Daniel is an apocalyptic book, uh, you know, like when people talk about the book of Revelation in the Bible, it's written, it's written in an apocalyptic style like the book of Daniel. And that mm. seems to be a big book in the Bible that people like Pat Robertson, you know, from the 700 Club, the big, uh, you know, religious guy that you see on TV, you know, ran for president and everything else like that, though, you know, like uh, up there with actually bigger than Jerry Falwell. Um, but Pat Robinson, I guess he had predicted the end of, um, the apocalypse in 1982, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, famous psychic Jean Dixon, if you remember her, she predicted Kennedy's assassination. You'd always see her on television and everything else. She put, predicted the apocalypse. And then there was a guy, uh, uh, I've never heard of him before, but he's like the modern day Nost- Nostradamus, Ricardo Salazar. Are you familiar with him, Paul? I've heard the name. I've definitely heard the name, but I don't, uh. You hear a lot of names being passed in this field, but I don't stop yeah. to research them. Yeah, I just did. You know, I I, I really didn't know, but uh, you know, they're they have all these things with big, big, big groups of people with with prophecies uh, with religion, and obviously uh, none of them have occurred to this point. Thank thank goodness. Uh, what else? You know, what else is uh, tied into religion um, or the spiritual with this uh, end of earth? apocalyptic Paul. What other kinds of things? Did you mention all of them or, you know, like the, the main ones or are there any other little nuances out there that people should be aware of? Yeah, I, I think those are the main ones, you know, when the book of Revelation talks about the signs and the, the sun, the moon and the stars and, and people when, when they see any kind of astrological anomaly, they'll say, oh, this lines up with the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, the idea of Israel building the third temple, which will bring in the Messiah, which to the evangelical will be Christ returning as king to rule from Jerusalem. 
And that's in Daniel the, nine, by the way. Yeah, and and they're actually in the process of uh, they have a lot of the instruments for the temple worship already made, mm-hmm. and now they want to start building the uh, the third temple. And there's a lot of evangelical Christian groups mm-hmm. who are, are over there really pushing them, you know, for this to happen because they think this will usher in the end and be the Masonic <laughs> reign of of Christ. And uh, it, to me, it's it's very uh, it's very cultic in nature. I I don't get a good vibe from that kind of thing at all. Never have, and I never will. Hmm. Hmm. Well, see, this is the point of today's show, and uh, you know, uh, so that the listening audience out there, this is not like a you know like uh, Jack Van Impe and Rexella, his wife, you know, did the apocalypse end of the world. I don't. Is he still alive, Paul? I don't know if you ever. I've seen Jack Van and B. I, I do know who he is. I, I, I think he's still alive. He had a brush with death a few years ago. Something happened to him. And I was going to mention him because I remember my father watching him and he had a book out. It was called uh, 2000 or 2001, The Beginning of the End. Yes, he's, he, he did that for like 50 years. Until yeah, I, everything was I, the end. I remember my father started watching him probably in about night around 1992. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he he called the end at least every other year. You know, it was mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. There was nobody who could ever quote the Bible chapter and verse where everything you'd sit there. He just keep firing these things off at you, where every single thing, you know, yeah. became uh, evidence of um, you know the end uh, coming. And every event in society, he would you know fit that in every war, everything. But it's really kind of amazing when you look at things. Um, uh, you can see how people can take that from an evangelical point of view when the Bible talks about all the things in the Middle East and, and what's the real hotbed in the world for years and years is the Middle East. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, you know, people put two and two together and come up with five or whatever. But, you know, the religious stuff is not the only two stuff that the only stuff that makes uh, the world develop preppers, which is really the point of the show here. Doomsday prepping, you know, what, who are these people? How many of them are around? You know, there was a show on television for four seasons, Doomsday Preppers. And, uh, you know, it wasn't all that popular, but, uh, you know, they kind of got portrayed as kind of a little bit crazy uh, on the thing. But there's been a lot of uh, people really uh, on all levels keeping quiet and doing their thing in America and preparing for the end of the world. Now, one of them is this angry God theory, you know, uh, you know, whether it be Y2K, Mayans, Incas, uh, you know, a Judeo-Christian God. Another that I grew up with, maybe you did, Paul, to a, a lesser extent, the threat of nuclear war, right? Oh, yeah. Every, yeah, every picture that you ever see, every science fiction picture from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, everything was always, you know, nuclear war, nuclear war. That was, you know, the apocalypse. And even when you look at all the Mad Max, you know, kinds of things and everything else like that, same thing, nuclear war. However, today, there is a shitload of stuff on the Internet. There's a ton of stuff on um, on National Geographic, the Science Channel, whatever, on survivalism, on uh, bushcraft, on shit hitting the fan and prepping. And there's... Um, there's a, um, an acronym for it. It's, it's called T-E-O-T-W-A-W-K-I. And it's the end of the world as we know it. That's what it stands huh. for, T-E-O, the end of the world uh, as we know it. And, uh, you know, some people, and it, that, that group is growing, they really have a, a clear idea of how they think that the end of the world as we know it is going to shake down. And uh, they're worried about the possibilities here, and they are preparing for it in all kinds of strange ways. And if you don't mind, Paul, I don't want to hijack the show, but we're going to do a couple of parts here on this. We talked about nuclear war, angry God kind of a thing. What are the other things that people are really getting into right now? The first one is natural disasters. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're, you know, forgetting, hey, they're not into religion where they're worried about the act of God. But what they're saying, hey, man, climate change, uh, you know, there might be more earthquakes, there might be volcanic activities, tsunamis, hurricanes, and mass flooding. And in the United States, I don't know if you guys follow this, 
but you've wet your pants. It really makes me worried on a scientific level. Yellowstone Park is a living, breathing entity, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, ecologically. And the goddamn thing is like Mount St. Helens. It's, you know, it's, they've got bulges, hot spots, different things. And if it, it's one huge possibility of a, of a massive volcanic eruption, and I know you've heard that. Am I correct, Paul? Yes. If I have. And, and that is a life extinguishing event or certainly an event where the majority of life as we know it is going to change, baby, if that thing blows. I mean, you know, so there's one. And we see like the stuff that just happened with the Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas. You know, where these things, uh, I mean, this thing was almost became, there is no such thing as an E6 um, e uh, hurricane or a Category 6 hurricane. And they had winds over 215 miles an hour. That's tornadic. That was over the Bahamas for like 41 hours. Can you imagine a 41-hour tornado? So people see this stuff and they start becoming preppers because they say, hey, man, what happens with this if this stuff happens worldwide? The next thing are pandemics. That's either a naturally occurring or a um, man-made bio-warfare. You know, does anybody think that that's possible? You know, decimating the world's population in some kind of a way. And, hey, man, people say, oh, come on, that sounds far-fetched. No, it's not. Uh, you know, we have biological weapons now, and so do other countries that could pretty much do that. And if you go back in history, the Black Death, the bubonic plague, it killed an estimated 75, uh, you know, to 200 million people in the 1300s. It was about mm-hmm. 70% of the world's population. You know, and in 2014-15, we had an Ebola epidemic. Uh, people worried about the Zika virus. Uh, I just saw I just saw a news clip uh, last week that they said that there was so much pollution in, uh, I, I believe it was uh, Los Angeles, homeless people and litter and trash all over the place because of the, the homeless situation getting out of control and also Seattle. And the, the mm-hmm. rap was so bad in California that that they were expecting that they, they could possibly have an outbreak of the plague because of the you know the the pollution the rats the fleas they're actually expecting that uh, that this could happen like any time now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well people have to be very uh, people have to be very careful right now. Uh, I, I, the only reason I say that is because I had a medical problem, uh, you know, uh, several months ago. And one of the things I was very concerned about was uh, having to take antibiotics because they have super viruses now. Uh-huh. And, you know, the, the, the normal course of antibiotics just about don't work anymore. As a matter of fact, if you go out to buy antibacterial soap, you can't find it anymore. You can only find it in a pump bottle, and you can't find out that the soaps that were antibacterial because doctors don't want uh, you know all the germs being knocked off of people all the time. It's not good because your body's not not building up the immune uh, immunity that it needs to these super bacteria. I mean, they have flesh eating uh, viruses and bacteria in lakes all over the place, and pools, everything else like that. No kidding around, folks. That's not to scare the bejesus out of you, but these are the things that preppers see that you can look up on the Centers for Disease Control, and it feeds into this field that, uh, hey, man, this could, this could be that acronym, the end of the world as we know it. You know? There's also things like future threats that seem like science fiction now. And you and I, Paul, have touched on some of these things. Our artificial superintelligence. Mm-hmm. Computers, uh, you, know, uh, you know, computers eradicating human beings extraterrestrials and uh, if you if i was a prepper if i really believed in this what the hell what show did we just do on ufos right you know with the, the navy coming out and you just had a show with um with uh, richard lenny right yeah we just talked about ufos uh last week and yeah. you know one of the things that's actually uh big in preppers too that i, I don't know if it's on your list mm-hmm. are Actually, the conspiracy theorists who feel that the government is manipulating the weather, doing the chemtrails, you know, there's the 
the shadow government is controlling everything, and eventually they're going to shut down the grid. No electricity, no internet. Mm-hmm. There's going to be no food deliveries to the stores. You know, big government's going to step in and put the squeeze on everybody. And so these mm-hmm. are people who, hey, we have to be ready because when they when they turn off the electricity, when the grid goes down on purpose, or you were talking about Hurricane Dorian, there, there are many mm-hmm. of these doomsday prepper conspiracy theorists who say, well, that storm was man-made. This... Mm-hmm. This was this was something that they used their their technology to make bigger and stronger and just to experiment with it, you know. And mm-hmm. the next time they might send it right into the middle of a even more populated area. So mm-hmm. these people are waiting for the government to do some nefarious thing, and they want to be ready. They want to have food. They want to have water. They want to be able to do bushcraft and survive. But there's a lot of there's a lot of holes in in that uh, that particular way of thinking, which we'll get into a little bit later because I don't want to hijack the show. But no, uh, you can I've hijack the show if we have to do three parts. We'll do three parts because there's so much more on this prepping thing, and it's really big. Yeah, I've I've, I've asked a couple of these people. I said, okay, so so let me get this straight. If they're poisoning the air and, and what's in the air is poisoning the trees and the water and the animals and you can't live off the land, then how do you think you're going to live off the land when you go into the woods? You're eventually going to eat all of your supplies. Mm-hmm. And you can't eat the animals because they're sick. You can't eat the fish because they're diseased because the water is polluted. You can't even eat the cambrium at underneath the barks of the trees because the trees suck up the polluted water and the polluted soil and mm-hmm. they'll make so how do you actually think you're going to survive off the land if you think everything is going to be poisoned? It's unedible and, and you can't filter it out of the water. And also, if you're so worried about the drones that are going to be everywhere hunting people down, mm-hmm. how long do you think you're going to, you know, they know you're going to be out there. How long do you think you're going to be able to go undetected from drones that might be searching those remote places for the the refugees not very long i wouldn't suppose mm-hmm. but uh no one's really uh had a good answer for that i hated to burst a few bubbles but uh you know i, I would think under those circumstances uh it would be rather difficult if not impossible to survive at all for for very long well i've got some answers to that stuff and that'll be on part of this show today but it'll be definitely on the next one and and uh you will be amazed that there are answers for that but you know the category that you're uh touching on and uh we can expand that um and i don't know about you but i'm having a lot of fun doing this show because this is really interesting stuff folks and this is not uh, this is not conspiracy theory if you want to read a great um if you want to hear uh rather read a great book on um doomsday preppers and what's really going on now, there's a book by Tia Kulov. Uh, I'm a big library fanatic, and I just got this uh, a couple of weeks ago. And the name of the book is called Apocalypse Any Day Now, Deep Underground with America's Doomsday Preppers. This book was written in 2019, and she uh, is a freelance journalist, uh, and uh, man, rather he is a, a, a journalist, a freelance journalist, and has been working for several years contacting uh, preppers all over the country and all over the world and going to their, uh, you know, um, you know, conventions and meeting people who sell products for this kind of stuff. You will be blown fucking away, pardon my language, by what a business that is. And if you watch any of the religious channels, uh, you remember Jim Baker from years ago from the PTL Club. Well, I was, I was just, was just going to right? <laughs> bring him up man he's he's like peddling prep preppers food all the time that's his next big deal man yeah he, he he's a lot smaller he's old he looks a little more frail he's at a prison but yep. uh, he, he he's on there selling uh all these packaged meals and 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 preparation food you know get your survival package now before it's too late yep <laughs> It's always the same thing if it's not the apocalypse, right? 
if Jesus isn't coming, uh, you know, to, to, to take the, the, you know, the blessed away and leave everybody else here for the hard times or whatever else it is, and for you to be prepared for that, well, he'll say, well, and if it is, if you don't believe in that, you know, look at the world around you, look and see what's happening. And he'll prey on that fear as well with people. But, you know, the, the last, you know, general area that I, that I at least have worked, excuse me, has to do with civil unrest. And think of how preppers feel right now. And they look at the, uh, you know, there are riots in Russia where people are rioting in Moscow against the government. And in Hong Kong, I mean, it's just massive, uh, you know, Venezuela, other places. So civil unrest, uh, this is something where people get very, very worried about um, uh, the world, as somebody knows it, ending. And big changes, uh, you know, like after a nuclear war or some kind of a major disaster, it's the same thing. And people are worried about large-scale rioting, like an economic collapse. They're worried about government corruption, race relations, a race war, you know, um, all those kind of things. Uh, and they really feel that they could go from a democracy to a totalitarian government. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple of years ago, somebody would go, oh, come on, that couldn't happen. Hey. Look at what goes on in our country with Donald Trump. No kidding around. I mean, the guy is, uh, this is, I'm not saying this politically, but I mean, that's a big fear that, that, you know, our people are really worried that if he loses the election, which he has a great likelihood of doing, will he actually leave the office? He actually had Lindsey Graham the other day say, hey, I'm proposing, uh, well, I'm thinking of proposing to run for a third term, uh, you know, Guys, you know, not following, um, you know, the, the law of the land of Congress, answering subpoenas and things like that. That's moving in a very authoritarian way. And the point being is, if you're a prepper, you could say, hey, man, you know, what's going on? There, there could be really some kind of a, a civil unrest that could keep us, uh, you know, in a really dangerous situation. In 2008, people don't know that our economy was one click away from there being no money left. Mm-hmm. Did you know that, Paul? In 2008, we were one click away from no money being in the ATMs. I, I knew it was very bad, and they, they were saying that it was kind of like, uh, you know, uh, approaching uh, an emergency here. But yeah. I, I, I don't know how, uh, how close we were. We really were, and that comes out now. That comes out now. I had never heard that term before. And I saw that on Meet the Press. And they had all these world, you know, United States economists. And they said, oh, man, this was so serious. That's what happened in the Great Depression. That's why people were jumping out of windows and things like that. I mean, the country came to a complete standstill. And, you know, people don't, you know, remember that, uh, you know, because there were riots with, uh, uh, you know, riots in Washington. There were Hoovervilles and Hobo Cities and you know, people riding the rails and all kinds of things were happening. So, uh, you know, things like that were very, very dangerous. So, you know, what's, you know, what's going on with this? Uh, you know, like what's going on with this, with these fears that people have, you know, uh, you know, you know, where have people gone with it? Uh, you, we were talking, uh, Paul, before you moved down here and everything else like that, you were actually interested in doing some kind of prepping now, weren't you? You were getting concerned about some things? I was, you know, and, and, and my thing is you don't know what's going to happen with the economy. I, I'm not a prepper. Uh, I have a few a few simple tools that, you know, I could make a shelter. I could, uh, you know, a little camping stove and, and pots that, that I could cook some things with. I've learned how to filter water several different ways. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I got some small game traps, you know, j- just to, you know, up uh, the survival rate of myself and loved ones in the event that something should happen. But I wouldn't go overboard spending hundreds and thousands of dollars like some people do. Um, because that's one of the things, I mean, in, in, in order to be a real hardcore prepper and be really prepared for this you got to have a lot of money and a lot of these people are former ceos presidents of companies people that that made or make a lot of money and had a lot of money to invest in you know getting a lot of these pre pre pre-packaged meals and equipment Mm -hmm. so 
the average uh, the average Jane and Joe, you know, working nine to five, uh, you know, it's really it's hard you know, to, to get all that stuff. And then, as some say, invest in gold and silver so you have something to trade, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in the apocalyptic uh, event. I mean, that takes a lot, a lot of money and a lot, a lot of time. And some of these people have been doing it for years. And, you you know, you're just never going to catch up with them. And you wouldn't have room in your house to put all the stuff. These people have, you know, years worth of supplies stored up in sheds and underground bunkers. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, Stan, but I couldn't afford an underground bunker. (laughs) No, I couldn't. And as a matter of fact, uh, you know, on our next show, uh, one of the things that I wanted to do is I wanted to talk about, um, you know, we have a ton of people have gotten scared enough for the reasons that we mentioned in the first part of the show. We're we're 33 minutes into the show here and we're just touching the tip of the iceberg. And what does it do? Once you've identified this is a fear of yours and you want to do something about it, um, what the, the next logical place that it seems that preppers go to is to the survival mode. And that's what you're talking about, where, Paul, where people want to learn, you know, basic survival, uh, you know, almost like a bushcrafting, uh, but way more serious. Uh, and it's actually called survivalism. Uh, there's all kinds of people uh, that teach that stuff. And you see all the, you know, dual survivor shows, uh, Les Stroud and, you know, the, the guy where he's alone for seven days and all those kind of things. And I guess one of the guys, one of the guys who introduced this term survivalist was a guy called Kurt Saxon. And he seems to be the father of survivalism. And, and he was a guy who was in the extremist groups. The Nazi Party, the John Birch Society, uh, the Minutemen, the Church of Satan, the Church of Scientology. And he had all these books like the Poor Man James Bond book, Fireworks and Explosives, and so on and so forth. And he was uh, a guy who got into survivalism in kind of a crazy way. And other people have taken this to a whole new level and married this uh, need for survival with prepping. Uh, you know, based on the on the scenarios that we already talked about when the shit hits the fan, you know, and uh, I'd like to talk about that on the on the next show. All the all the things, uh, all the kinds of survival training that people go into. And, um, you know, it's pretty darn interesting. Uh, the other thing is what people don't re- really realize. And you touched on it, Paul. There uh, are a whole load of doomsday bunkers. Of the rich and famous. Mm-hmm. That people have been having these bunkers and condos and everything for years. And they've been stocking them. And you, you know where they get a lot of them? They get a lot of them from the government where people buy up these missile silos mm-hmm. that are no longer used anymore, you know, because they're, they're antiquated. And the government spent millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars building these bunkers for for people to survive. And uh, uh, prepper condo developers will take these things and they'll build condominiums 210 feet down. You know, the richer you are, the farther down you go. And you know how long that they store supplies for on average, Paul? Five to seven years. Yeah, it's, it's years. I remember seeing one on TV. At, I forget what desert it was out in the middle of, but yeah, it was it was way down in there. And it, it had a gym. It had shopping malls. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Everything yes. that uh, to, you you wouldn't have to give up the the conveniences of modern day life, uh, living in one of these uh, million dollar uh, condos underground. This is exactly right. And, uh, you know, on the next show, I, you know, I'd like to talk uh, about some of the survival things, the techniques, uh, y- you know, the, the, the things that people are selling for that. For example, uh, you know, bug out bags, prepper bags, uh, you know, uh, tools on how to start fires, uh, things to, you know, to uh, be stealthy, uh, like, you know, stoves that only take a little bit of uh, wood to cook your meals on and heat. Uh, if you have more money, how much food can you afford? Uh, do you have bug out roots? Do you have bug out plans? Uh, you know, do you have a shit hit the fan bag? Handguns versus 
crossbows and stealthy things. You know, sounds like there's a lot of stuff out there, you know? And then what you're talking about, people who have, uh, you know, lots of money. And when they're 210 feet in the ground and they supposedly look out the window, what they're seeing is an LED display that looks like they're looking out into a field that changes yep. 24 hours a day. Yeah. So it's wild stuff, man. And this isn't uh, this isn't uh, stuff that's you know that that is uh, only a couple of people are doing. You know, I, I know I, I know an individual. You know, when I talked about the uh, the YouTube community earlier, uh, I know uh, a person who does uh, a lot of prepping and a lot of conspiracy theory on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he's like my age, he's 51, 52. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he actually lives in his parents' house. He doesn't pay rent. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know whether he works. I don't know whether he receives disability because he's always making videos. He's always taking long road trips. So I don't see mm-hmm. how he has time to work. Mm-hmm. And he, he spends all of his money on keeping his camper, his vehicle, state-of-the-art, and prep supplies. And then he gets on there and tells people, you better get this, you better get that, you better. You know, well, hey, pal, most of us have bills we have to pay. We don't live in our parents' house where we don't pay rent. And mm-hmm. we can we can spend all of our money on, you know, uh, army packaged foods and, co- you know, he's got all this silver and gold and coins. He's got all kinds of things. And, you know, he's not rich, but he's allowed to spend every, every, pretty much every cent that he, that he wants out of his money. However, he mm-hmm. makes it on preparation materials and then tells other people, well, they, they should do the same. Mm-hmm. Well, that's unrealistic. Like I said, most people have bills. They're, they're not living rent free where they don't pay any utilities or rent. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes, uh, I think a little bit of, um, uh, I don't know, an exaggerated pipe dream to, you know, do what I'm doing, even though I have money or I don't, uh, I don't have any bills I have to pay, but you should do it too. And if you don't, you're, you're asleep, you're a sheep, you're a fool, you're going to suffer. You know, that that's very, uh, I, f- I find that to be a little arrogant and, and, and quite stupid when, when some of the preppers do this and, and there are a number of the number of them that I've seen that, that have that attitude and, you know, again, where they get their, their money from, uh, God knows, because they're always online 24-7. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, they seem to have an awful lot to invest in all of this stuff. Well, it poses all kinds of problems. Like, number one, uh, you know, a lot of people have these bug out places that uh, are secret because, uh, you know, of course, the, you know, serious preppers are, are well armed, uh, you know, with... Uh, with uh with guns and ammunition and knives and you know all kinds of things that they need you know for hunting and trapping and things like that you couldn't think of being a prepper without having a weaponry because uh you know given the nature of human beings if a situation ever devised like you know actually really happened like that it it would really be the strong versus the weak i would think Mm. It, it, it would it would denigrate to to what you would see in the movies some version of that you know People trying to take from other people. I mean, like they have in wartime situations uh, and, and everything else like that. But it's very, very interesting. And, you, and, and you're, you know, in my opinion, you're really correct. I, I wouldn't want to live in a world like that. That, that, you know, what, what kind of a choice would that be? I mean, think of it if you needed an operation or a tooth removed or something, you know, anything. It would be just horrific. Uh, you know, just trying to live day by day uh, like that. It, it, it would be uh, just hard. But there's a lot of people who don't think that. And uh, what do you think, Paul? Are you ready to do part two uh, for, for next time? Sure, yeah. And, and we can, uh, you know, get some uh, additional information on the prepper mentality, some of the prepper condos, some of the prepper supplies, or, and uh, maybe some information to, to people. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I know that you uh, see a lot of this on YouTube. And you said you know some people who are preppers? Yeah, m- mostly through the the YouTube community that I've I've you know become associated with some of these people. Yeah, maybe we uh, could get somebody on the show. 
who's a prepper and they could uh, let us know about some things. That would be interesting even if it was part three, because there is a thing called Wasteland Weekend. I don't know if you're familiar with that, where people who are preppers, um, they party like it's the end of the world. Yeah. It's Mad Max, uh, you know, uh, kind of a thing that they get into. So there's a lot of strange rituals about it. And uh, I think it's kind of paranormal in its own way. (laughs) (laughs) So any closing closing thoughts for tonight's show, Paul? You know, before we leave people hanging for part two, I hope that they'll be hungry for part two. Yeah, the thing that comes to my mind is this what you said earlier, not not wanting to survive in a world like that, because you look at the world today, how very selfish most people have become how very closed off from others you could very much see how it would be weak versus the strong people trying to take from others killing others it, it wouldn't be something that that i would want to exist in it you know i actually now this is somebody i know personally and i i won't i won't mention any names but he's a gun owner mm-hmm. he's He's a very, a very cowardly individual. Um, I think he would run away from a fight with a, a, a five, you know, a 10 year old girl. Mm-hmm. But I was talking to him one day and we were talking about survival and, and uh, I asked him, I said, well, you're, you're kind of into that stuff. Do you have a bug out bag bag? He says, well, I don't need one. He said, because I have guns, and if, if anything ever happens, if I see somebody on the road with a bug-out bag, I'll just get out and take it, so that'll be my hey, bug-out yeah. bag. Yeah. And I was like, man, you know, here's this cowardly friggin' dude, you know, but he's got some firearms, so I'll just take what I want. And, and, and that's going to be the mentality, I think, of a lot of people. And, man, that, that's just not my bag. You, you, you can have it. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It, it would be, to be sure. Human nature, uh, yeah, human history certainly verifies that. But uh, it's time we wrap up, I think, trying to be tonight, tonight's timekeeper, because we could do the show for several hours, or at least I could. It's, it's a lot more interesting uh, stuff to go over. Anything that you want to plug, Paul, or let people know about your other shows? I got nothing. <laughs> no, you can always catch the spirit side. It's been, I've been, uh, a little break on the network here because the producer went on vacation. Then uh, I had gone on vacation. I've been catching up with shows, but I'm going to start sending him probably tonight uh, some new shows. So the spirit side will be popping back up on the network here with the people under the stairs, or, you know, you can catch it other places. And, uh, you know, you can follow me on Facebook, look me up on Twitter, email me at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. And if anybody out there has a good uh, ghost story they want to tell, give me a shout. We'll have you on the show, and we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk things not of this world. <laughs> yes, and, uh, and uh, next week we'll be uh, doing a show on the sixteenth with Cat Ward for Paranormal Heart and the um, the team of paranormal investigators from Canada that she's associated with. So it'll be a whole team of paranormal investigators and Cat Ward. So that should be a great show. What do you think? Yeah, that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who uh, uh, who like some of the stuff that I do, uh, I'm Stan Wangland. You can catch me on Just Thinking with Stan Wangland, where uh, there's uh, a whole variety of shows. And listen to today's show called Gray Wizard the Cat about my uh <laughs> my uh, stray cat out there that uh is like a bengal tiger and tries to attack me when i feed it but uh, that's neither here nor there uh, just thinking is a is a really fun show and we go over all kinds of topics and part of just thinking is my um component called your daily awakening which is a really great uh five to six minute inspirational kind of thing on like homilies from people from all over whether it be saint francis or abraham lincoln or George Washington or Stephen Hawking's, all the brilliant people out there. They give us these little life lessons, and I search for hours and hours and hours like a prepper to find good ones. Uh, and uh, I love to share them with you, and I like to use them myself as uh, little things to help me through each and every day in this old world. 
And if you want to reach me, uh, you can get me at Stan Wangland, S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D at gmail.com. Or on Twitter, it's uh, at S. Wangland. And I'm on Facebook uh, if you want to stop by and say hi. And, uh, you know, just uh, in closing for myself, and if Paul wants to say something after me, feel free, Paul. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for being wonderful supporters. We get, we get a lot of really uh, nice feedback on the show. And uh, we hope you're enjoying the shows. And if you want to be on the show or you have a, something that, um, a topic that you want discussed, give us a shout out and we'll try and meet your need. So with that, uh, you know, be safe out there. Let's hope the end of the world isn't coming. And if it does, uh, if you've got some good food, try and get a hold of me and I'll come by and see you. Well, be, before we uh, before we leave the show here, I'd just like to say Stan and I are selling some very expensive bug out bags. So if you would like one, send us ninety nine ninety nine. And if you don't, <laughs> send it, still send us ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> customized. We'll, <laughs> we'll it's, stencil it's your name right in on. <laughs> it's it's packed with plenty of beefaroni from Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, we'll catch you next time on the people under the stairs. Okay, be safe out there, and let's hope the world doesn't end at least for a few more weeks. Okay. All right. Bye, bye, folks. Thank you for listening to this episode of The People Under the Stairs. If you would like to reach out to the host of this show, please feel free to email Paul at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. That's nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. And if you would like to reach out to Stan, please feel free to go over to his Twitter page and give him a follow at S. Wangland. That's at S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D. Or feel free to email him at swangland at gmail.com that's at swangland at gmail.com and please continue to check out all the new episodes of the people under the stairs every wednesday and every sunday on the reality check podcast network it's cutting into your exercise time it's stabbing you in the back nine And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. From the kids to Aunt Sue. Keep your whole family connected on all their devices with crowd-pleasing gig-speed internet from Xfinity. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Learn more about gig-speed internet or other popular plans now with even more speed. Enjoy faster downloads and a better streaming experience today. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for a great offer. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms.